0: Hour number three, terrific football Tuesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BeckQL network. Simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next hour as well. And we got a great hour coming up for you here on the show. Uh, 40 minutes from now, we'll get back to our handicap of week seven in the National Football League, and we will discuss in detail. The Eagles and the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football, a possible Super Bowl preview. I don't think I can, and I think that'll be the Super Bowl matchup. but you can make the case that that's a Super Bowl preview coming up on Sunday night in Philadelphia with the Eagles and the Dolphins. That's coming up 40 minutes from now. Power Hour final hour of the show will feature all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the National Hockey League. We'll give you our baseball bets as well. The games we've already bet for Week 7 in the National Football League. We'll also talk golf with Jason Sobel from SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio and the network. So still so much for us to do here in the final two hours on a Tuesday. But man, Ken and I texting last night during the hockey games. We're like, how great is this? So many different prop bets on the NHL. We're sweating all these games. We're sweating the shootout with Calgary and Washington. Just love sports, love betting. And I said to Ken, how about eight days from now when we will have nba props and nba sides and totals added to the mix so dear listener and dear viewer if you were unaware of this fact i'm about to drop on you you are welcome the nba season starts one week from today with the nuggets and the lakers the suns and the warriors next tuesday october 24th so given that we are one week away from the start of the nba season we had to have This guy on the show, our absolute favorite guest when it comes to breaking down the NBA. He's been joining us since 2019 on the show, and we absolutely love having him. The great Matt Moore from the Action Network, who's kind enough to take enough time out of his day to join us here for two terrific segments on a terrific Basketball Tuesday, getting you set to bet the NBA this coming season. Matt on Twitter at HP Basketball, His work can be found at ActionNetwork.com and on the Action Network app. And his awesome NBA betting podcast is Buckets. We encourage everybody to check it out. Matt supports us. Please support him and check out his work at the Action Network and check out the Buckets podcast. My friend, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, happy one week from the 2023-24 NBA season.
1: Can't wait, man. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic season. I'll tell you, talk to people around the league, watching these games on preseason. like There's a real vibe that there's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a competitive season. I think that we're going to see a lot less load management this season. I think we're going to see a lot more intense games. I think we're going to see some really intense races in each conference. I think it's going to be, there's going to be storylines we never see coming. It happens every year. There's going to be great awards races to bet. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic season. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. And Matt, obviously, over the course of the next two
2: segments, we'll try to hit on like as many of these markets as possible. Your favorite win total bets. Next segment, we'll do every single award market. Something I know you love thinking about. I love thinking about, too. So I can't wait to do that, too. I actually do want to just start with like the NBA championship, though. I mean, obviously, we don't say we have two segments, but... We have a lot we have to get to. Like, let's talk about who's going to win the title this year. And especially if you want to bet on someone to win the title this year, it's, a, it's one thing to make a prediction, right? But like, are the Nuggets really going to repeat? Are Milwaukee and Boston going to come out in the East and win the title? Is Phoenix with Durant and Booker and Bradley Beal now? Like, the, these four teams have kind of separated themselves in terms of price. So Bucks, Celtics, Nuggets, Suns, consensus price, all in that four, five, six to one range, then draw a line to the Lakers and Warriors, then draw a line to everybody else. Did you bet any team to win the NBA title this year, and who would you bet if you didn't?
1: I have only put one bet in as far as the title market goes, and that is going to be a finals matchup between the Bucks and the Nuggets. Um, You're going to hear me talk about all the reasons why I'm bearish on the Nuggets regular season, but that is the regular season and not the playoffs. This is the best starting five in basketball. Uh, They have counters for absolutely everything. They are an impossible team to solve fully healthy. Uh, The two best teams in the Eastern conference, the Celtics and Bucks would probably be favored, but I still think that the Nuggets in the Western conference would be, should be favored over anybody else. and. The Bucks and Celtics honestly struggle with some of the things that Jokic brings to the table in terms of trying to match up defensively, which is their strength. So, all that said, I'll take the Bucks as a slight edge over the Celtics. For me, this kind of gets into: Do I think the Bucks were better two years ago when they met in that series where Chris Melton was out? I do. Do I think that Drew Holiday switches it to where the Celtics are better or Kristaps Porzingis? Probably not, just given Porzingis' injury history and the Celtics losing some depth. Uh, Damian Lillard is. Pretty good. I don't know if anybody's mentioned that before, but Damian Lillard's pretty good. That combo is going to be tough to stop. I, I am bearish on both the Nuggets and the Bucks in the regular season. I am bullish on them in the playoffs. I bet that ma- matchup at a pretty big number, uh, 950 in the market. But as far as an actual title bet, the only one I really have outside of that, I've talked come on the show and talked about the New York Knicks because of the possibility of a Joel Embiid trade that continues to kind of hang in the possibility. We'll see what else happens, but those are the ones that I would start with.
0: I... I feel like I may need to go, like, take a walk right now. And, Ken, you Matt to take right. over yeah. here. So, like, that, yeah. room, when was man, the last the time you had a win? cigarette? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while. Once we get into football right. season, I'm, like, pretty like pretty straight edge, which kind of sucks. But I might need a cigarette as a Knicks fan after that answer by Matt. Um, absolutely love it. Matt, curious. So you got Denver winning the Western Conference. The Western Conference is, like, a lot of pretty good teams in the West. Curious how you see the hierarchy of the West playing out, and maybe you don't think Denver's going to be the one seed in the conference, but you think the Nuggets are the best team in the West, will represent the West in the finals, maybe go back-to-back and win two straight NBA championships. What about the hierarchy of the Western Conference once we get uh, past the Denver Nuggets here, who you have winning the conference right now?
1: Yeah, I think if we start to talk about quality of team and ability to win the title and not necessarily regular season output, uh, my number two team in the West would actually be the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to be talking about them a lot here on the show. Uh, I'm as bullish as possible on the Memphis Grizzlies this season. They've made some significant changes that we'll talk about in the win total segment that makes me really high on them. So they're kind of in that tier two. I would put the Suns in that conversation as well in the tier two. Uh, And then another surprising team that this one's kind of out of left field, I actually think Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be excellent I think the Wolves have a really good shot at actually winning the division this season I think that they match up extremely well with a lot of teams the Nuggets would actually tell you if they were given true serum that they probably got the toughest test in the playoffs from the Wolves and not from the Lakers or Suns which I think many people would be surprised at uh Carl Anthony Towns looks great they look like a team that's really motivated I think those teams are probably tier two for me Memphis Phoenix and uh, the Timberwolves, and now you're like, what? What about all the the superstar teams? That next tier is where we find those teams: the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers. All those teams have injury concerns. All those teams have aging stars. All those teams have weaknesses on one side of the ball or the other. Uh, the Lakers look really good in preseason, but I'm still a little skeptical about both their ability to stay healthy as well as their playoff viability for some of the guys they have in the rotation. The Warriors, they lost some depth. They are going in on older guys, trying to shoot the gap here. I am worried that they are not, they are kind of past the prime that it's really just curry left in that range. Uh, and then you got the Phoenix suns who look, the suns could win 60 games and be a juggernaut. We could be talking about like, why are we not just betting the suns by the time we get to March? Right? We're like what Ken's talking about. What's the obvious answer here. Um, but at the same time, the defense I think has some real question marks and for all the talk of their off season. They didn't add, like, it's Eric Gordon and Keita Bates-Diop and Grayson Allen, like Yusuf Nurkic. They're not adding high-level guys, and so there's still some question marks there. So I put those teams kind of there, and that, I think, gives you a pretty good idea of where I've got the Western Conference this season.
2: Matt, we'll do win totals in a second. Before we do, you you mentioned something in the first, and I'm sure people who haven't heard that Embiid answer from you before with the Knicks are like, wait, What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, people that don't follow NBA gossip, NBA rumors, what might be out there. The teams are kind of like, what's always the word? They're monitoring the Joel Embiid situation. Yeah, but they're monitoring the Joel Embiid situation. Like, any good player, they're monitoring their situation. We have that going on. And then obviously like the specter of like what this James Harden situation is going to be with the Sixers like where does he end up a lot of articles written every day of camp about what's going on so like we just talked about the title and the ranking of teams and I think we think that like those teams are going to have those stars and so maybe nothing changes like with the superstar players but it seems like Philly has two guys that could change things if one of those guys especially Embiid goes somewhere or Harden goes somewhere. How do you think that situation is going to get resolved? Is MB playing on a different team at the end of this year? Is Harden playing on a different team? And what might some of those teams be?
1: I think Harden's playing on a different team by December. I just think that eventually somebody will probably head in that direction. It may be a, a thing where the first 15, you know, 10 games go by and a GM finds out like, oh, I, my job is a little bit in danger and I thought we were going to be good. And we're not. And if that Ralph Wiggum meme from the Simpsons, I'm in danger. And once you get there, like what's the obvious answer? Well, you should trade for James Harden, obviously. So somebody takes a shot there. If we do get some sort of star player, like a sub star, right? I keep coming back to Chicago because it makes the most sense to me because Harden's an expiring contract, which gives them the options. I don't know if Chicago would pull that off. I don't know if our tourist Karnasovas would be interested in that. But both DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are two guys that make a lot of sense in that kind of a deal if you're like, we just need to shake things up. If things don't go well for Chicago early, and I've got there over as far as a win total goes, but things go badly, that would make a lot of sense, right? So I think Harden does get moved. And the question is, does the return on Harden placate Joel Embiid enough to where he's like, it's fine. We're going to go ahead and stay here. I'm resolved here. Is it good enough where he's like, I'm going to stick it out this season and we'll see in the summer. The Knicks, I, I just know that on top of Carl Anthony Towns, that's, that's already been reported, like th- they are monitoring the situation. There are teams that are keeping the powder dry for a possible Joel Embiid trade uh, in the event that that he does decide he wants out. He's not projecting that this is going to happen. There are guys that you can see this coming a mile away like everyone's projecting it with donovan mitchell like everyone's out ahead of it to a degree i think is a little bit too much and beads not in that camp where it's like everyone's like well he's probably gonna stay and then you're like is he definitely gonna stay and people go well and that's enough for me to think that there's probably value specifically on the knicks who i think would be at the top of the list for getting him um, and nobody else really is 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 a bet I'm willing to make. The Knicks give me a couple of outs uh, in various outcomes, given how good their team is. But that's why that bet I think has value. But in general, uh, I think Harden is gone, and I think Embiid is probably sixty forty. He stays, but that's higher than I think most people would think.
0: Well, we've never seen James Harden like start the year on one team and then kind of sabotage the situation no. to force his way somewhere else. So I mean, like we've never thrown a Wall's here.
2: head. <laughs> Yeah. Here you go, John Wall. Whoosh. Right.
0: Yeah. Tell you what, he's got a, the best job. He's going to be eat, eating cheeseburgers every day for the next couple months to get out of shape while still getting paid <laughs> millions of dollars. We should all be so lucky. Also, as a Knicks fan, after all this, if we end up with Carl Anthony and not Joel Embiid, I'm going to be very upset. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a terrific Tuesday talking the NBA with our good friend Matt Moore from the Action Network on Twitter at HP Basketball. Matt, let's have a win total conversation here. Give us a team that you think exceeds expectations, goes over the win total, and give us a team that you think does not exceed expectations, goes under the win total this year. Win total conversation here, Matt.
1: All right, I teased it. Let's go ahead and go with Nuggets under. I'll start right there. So the Nuggets... I'm not concerned about their starting five. I talked about how good they are, their depth issues. And look, the vibes are immaculate in preseason and training camp. This team looks like they want to play. They're excited to play. Uh, Julian Strother, first round pick, going to be a hit on top of Christian Brown. The problem is just, look, if all of the minutes with Nikola Jokic are plus 10, no matter who you have, and even those stagger minutes, and you're missing MPJ and you lost some of the depth, like MPJ's out. Okay, so you put in Peyton Watson. That's a pretty big downgrade. Like, that's just a pretty big downgrade. Is it as bad as Jeff Green? Maybe not. Jeff Green's numbers were really bad. But especially in the backcourt, if Jamal Murray needs a night off, it's Reggie Jackson. Like, that's who's starting. The problem is not even so much that lineup, because it plays with Jokic. It's that then when Reggie Jackson goes out, it's second-round pick Jalen Pickett. You combine that with the fact that they are – just probably going to coast a lot this season. The defense will probably be, I think when the Nuggets look good, they're going to look like the team that won the title. But I think that this number is obscenely high at 54 and a half in the market teams that are of that level have gone under at about a 70% clip over the last 11 years. The numbers are really good on betting against over 50 and particularly over 54 and a half. So I will go ahead and take the under on the Nuggets. The over, I mentioned this earlier, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Love this team. I actually have them Western Conference one seed, 18 to one. You can find that at that MGM. I think that's a great bet as well. Uh, their big problem, half court offense couldn't score in the half court. They can run you out the gym. If they force turnovers can't score on the road because they don't have a stable enough offense. They have shifted their philosophy. You hear Taylor Jenkins talk about that. You hear a lot of talk about, uh, what Luke Kennard's going to bring to the table. Zaire Williams has apparently made a leap. The guys are very excited about him. I think Desmond Bain is going to be an absolute breakout player. We'll return to him in a little bit. Uh, so the Grizzlies to me are an absolute steal with a, a number somewhere around 45 and a half. There's a way too much of a projection of them slipping without John Morant. John matters. John makes them better, but they're able to be a better defensive team, which is their core identity. That doesn't change. And they're able to be a better one without him. Marcus Smart helps. I like their depth. I think the Grizzlies are going to coast over that number. I like the Grizzlies close to 51 wins this season. Matt, those are like two
2: teams at the top, obviously, like that might win a lot of games in like 20 seconds here, like hard 20 seconds, a surprise playoff team, maybe a team like at the bottom to get to the middle here in like 20 seconds.
1: Indiana Pacers, they're going to be the darling. Everyone's going to be on this team, but there is a lot of reason for it. I think they're going to be a top five offense. That's how fast they're going to play. They've moved guys in the offseason to make sure they could play faster. I think Bruce Brown helps them defensively. I think Miles Turner's back this season. I love the Obi Toppin addition. They're going for it this season. The talent is there. They add some veterans. I think the Pacers over, and I have a Pacers playoff bet as well. I think they're going to wind up around 45.5.
0: Profile is a really exciting team this coming season. So great segment there with Matt talking big picture betting stuff here in the NBA ahead of the regular season starting one week from today. On the other side, how about ward market conversation? And maybe a little division stuff with our pal Matt Moore as well. Who is Matt betting to win? Most valuable player. Is it Victor Wembenyama as rookie of the year? All of that and more. Coming up, Matt Moore joins us for another segment. Nick and Ken, you better you bet.